to another episode of the Athletic Business Podcast. I'm Jason Scott, and today on the show, we're featuring Andy's conversation with Corey Sterling from Conscious Counsel. That's an online law firm that serves health and wellness professionals. Corey shares his insights on key legal issues facing the fitness industry and how to adapt your legal documents for life during and after the pandemic. We'll get right to Andy's conversation with Corey right after a quick break. AB Today is a daily e-newsletter that provides professionals within the athletics, fitness, and recreation industry with relevant, fast-reading nationwide stories. Sign up at athleticbusiness.com slash e-news and enjoy great content from Athletic Business every weekday. Corey, thanks so much for joining us. Andy, thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Wonderful. Um, So I guess a good place to start in opening the discussion is, can you just tell me a little bit about what Conscious Council specializes in, especially related to the the health and fitness industry? Yeah, we're we're an online law firm and our clients are health and wellness professionals, health, wellness, and fitness professionals. And we're on a mission to make law fun and to transform the way that legal services are provided to health, wellness, and fitness professionals because law is such an important part of business and being an entrepreneur myself and having, you know, hundreds of clients in this space, I see how badly, um, you know, professionals need to understand the important areas of law. So we just want to make it fun and and give people the practical legal documents they need to protect and grow their business. All right. And that's, and that's intriguing, making law fun. Um, Certainly the people in the, you know, health and fitness industries want to focus on their passion. Um, So you guys are, trying to make it a little easier for them to do that and do, do so uh, in a way that doesn't, they don't get hit up with liability and those kinds of things. Um, definitely COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic has, has put a spotlight on this for a lot of club owners. Um, what are some of the top concerns you're seeing amongst professionals in the industry? There, uh, unfortunately, there there are a number of concerns, but to try to sort of like consolidate it into three super practical points. Yeah. Um, I think one is it has is a lot of issues around waivers of liability mm-hmm. not being properly drafted. Um, the uh, the purpose of a waiver of liability it's a document that someone signs before doing fitness or sports or an activity with you, and it releases you of any liability or legal responsibility while you are facilitating that activity for them. Um, the most important part for a waiver of liability to be effective is that it's clearly drafted and it clearly explains the activities you're doing and the way those activities are performed and what the risks of those, of those activities are and, and all of those things. And because there's been such a fluctuation in how studios and fitness professionals are offering their services, we've seen people getting caught without having a proper waiver of liability. So the waiver, they're using their old waiver, they never decided to change it. It, The waiver doesn't say anything about COVID. It doesn't say anything about offering spaces, you know, offering work with limited spaces. It doesn't say anything about video on demand content. It doesn't say anything about online classes. Um, So that's one big area that that we've seen and we've spent a lot of work trying to, to help professionals get up to date and, and have their documents reflect the relationships they have. The second has to do with trademarks. Um, a trademark is basically 
Uh, you can register with the United States Patent and Trademark Office either a logo or a word or a series of words with a logo of your business name. And what that means is for the goods and services that you offer, um, you will be, you're the only one who's allowed to use that particular trade name or logo or whatever it is um, for those services. What's happened is because it used to be that, you know, a fitness studio in, let's say, Madison, Wisconsin, um, most of the people who would come into the studio usually like lived in the neighborhood or were from there. What we've seen at the end of 2020 and coming into 2021, um, we've seen a, a big influx of people having members from different parts of the country that they didn't really know before. And, and as a result, people have, have seen or observed other people using their name or using a similar logo or trying to copy something that they're doing. So the benefit of having a trademark just helps you immensely in that. And then I think a third issue that, that I've seen that's been coming up has to do around like the independent contractor employee distinction um, as the way that fitness professionals are offering the services. And if you're the, if you're a teacher and you're working for a studio or a fitness center, um, issues around non-competes, uh, around non-solicitations, around who owns the intellectual property to video classes if you're making, uh, we've seen a lot of issues around that. Huh. Interesting. Um, so let's zero in specifically. I know a lot of our audience um, has been struggling with the reopening um, of their clubs and, and facilities. Um, are there specific steps that you suggest, uh, even even aside from the waiver, um, where that club owners can take as they uh, you know approach reopening and, and are trying to avoid that li liability aspect? Yeah, that it's it's a great question, and and really the the practical solution has everything to do with reasonableness, mm -hmm. and and the biggest issue as a studio owner that you have to be aware of as you're reopening it's it's going to be the the term at law is negligence, mm -hmm. and it basically means like not not performing to a normal standard. So the biggest issue that you're going to have is, okay, we're reopening. There's not a script for this. No one really knows what to do. And it's so unpredictable and the rules are changing all the time. But um, but the, the biggest exposure to risk that we have, other than not having a, a proper waiver of liability, is just that um, we don't want to make a mistake or have or have an issue where someone can come back and be like, hey, well, like you should have told me that. Or like, why didn't you tell me that this was the process or this is how you were going to clean and sanitize the space or that this is how the reservation system was going to work. And like the way that we practice law is that it's all about communicating openly and honestly in a relationship and using a document to do that. And what we've seen is the studios with the greatest success are the ones that are proactive in telling a story. Okay. to their clients, to their community, a story about what membership looks like, uh, a story about what happens if there's temporary closures, a story about what sanitation is going to look like. And like, when I say we're transforming law, like that's what we're doing. It's not about, oh, having some draconian document that no one reads and no one understands that's written, you know, with archaic English, but sure, it's more sure. like, hey, what's up? We're reopening. We don't really know what's going on but we're trying our best. And like, this is our process and our system around this. And, you know, these are the associated risks of you coming in. And in the event that the government shuts us down again in two weeks, this is what the process for online classes are going to be. And what I found as a lawyer doing this for about four years now is when you can tell people what to expect before they get into a relationship, you're going to circumvent 99% of the problems that would come up from it anyways. <laughs>
So it sounds like communication is, is really important in terms of getting the message out about this is how we clean. Is documentation in there as well? Just so, so you have a record to, if you were um, accused of, of negligence or something, you can say, no, this is, you know, this is what we did in terms of cleaning or this is our air, uh, HVAC system. Um, yeah, it, it, exactly. And, and there's, there's two things. One is, is something that I call the screenshot defense which is when, when you receive, because look, in, in law, all of the complaints or potential lawsuits, everything always starts with a demand letter. Mm -hmm. If someone's sending you a note being like, yo, you screwed up and you didn't tell me this or you were negligent because of this and now I want X number of dollars. Mm -hmm. And th what you have to know is the first response that you have to that is going to determine how big or small of a situation it becomes. And the best response you want to have is something where you can show like, hey, you know, a response, something like this. Hey, you know, I'm really sorry that you had this negative experience and that you didn't understand that things happen this way. Attached is a copy of the studio membership agreement that you signed. You know, provision seven deals with, you know, our particular process around sanitization. Uh, you, you, in signing this agreement, you were legally bound to its terms. As such, you know, you're, you're not entitled to any remedies, but please know that we're here to support you in whatever else is going on, right? Yeah. Or as an example, like, let's say if we're, if we just stick with the sanitation idea, something about like, oh, one of the instructors didn't do something and now we're liable. Right. What, what I coach a lot of my clients to do is when you have a staff meeting and you're talking about COVID protocols and, and how to operate safely, record it on Zoom <laughs> and, and have, a, have a team call that's recorded on Zoom to be like, hey, everyone, you know that you're supposed to do ABC or, you know, this is how we act and this is how much space has to be between people and everyone has to bring their own mats or their own towels or whatever it is. And, and what all of that does, it might seem innocuous, but what it does is if someone's trying to start an argument against you and you're able to respond with, you know, legitimate objective proof that uh, an, you know, any adjudicator or a mediator or someone were to look at, including opposing counsel, that's like, oh, actually they were pretty reasonable. They had a team meeting about this. They told their instructors, they have a copy of that. Plus there's a signed service agreement. It's like, that's how you take all the momentum away from a claim against you. Interesting. I, well, I want to come back to the the COVID piece and in that part of uh, the liability. But can you also you mentioned um, the aspect of of on demand content and sort of who has ownership of that? Can you take us through a little bit of how club owners might navigate that? Because I know we have a lot of people in our audience who are just getting into that space, you know, trying to serve their members remotely. Um, so maybe just a, a little little. Uh, the, the basics on that. Sure. So it, there's, there's two issues. One is that when, when you're doing video on demand or you're building an online library, um, the waiver of liability needs to reflect that as an activity because a waiver is only good for the activities that it covers. And now the activity is that someone is going to a website and, and watching a video that you've recorded um, you're not able to observe them in real time. You're not able to provide corrections. You're not able to ensure that they're practicing in a safe space. So the waiver of liability needs to reflect that. When it comes to recording of content or intellectual property ownership, um, the thing that you need to be aware of is that employees, if you're, if you're a fitness studio and you have employees, 
And in the employment agreement, it mentions something about recording content or employees recording content. Then the basic rule at law is that the company, the, the studio will own it if it's being performed by an employee in the normal scope, scope of employment. Okay. The issue that we saw happen is that a lot of studios will just have contractors and the rule about intellectual property ownership with contractors is that contractors own part of the materials that they help create unless agreed otherwise. So everyone who has a fitness studio should have anyone that anyone who they're recording, they should have a media release that's signed, which basically says, you know, we can use your audio, audio, video, image, likeness, photograph, you know, for these purposes. And this is who's going to own the intellectual property. And this is what you will be receiving for compensation. Um, because we, we have, I have had instances where I've had to work with studios and like reactively uh, respond to a complaint from someone who says, hey, well, you've got this big on-demand library and you're using my video and I own part of it. So I'm entitled to part of these revenues. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so uh, getting back to the, the COVID piece, um, how do you see the pandemic changing the fitness landscape going forward just in terms of how cl club owners, like so let's say we get beyond the current uh, pandemic um, and it's kind of uh, goes by the wayside. Do you think that this changes the landscape for, for club owners, you know, going forward and what they have to think about in terms of infectious disease? Yeah, everything's changed. Mm -hmm. And and the the only consistency that I've seen in the past year and a half or however I guess year however long this has been going on is just the the need and ability to be flexible and adapt to what's changing. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I I can't speak to the future of of what's going to happen or what it's going to be, but based on how the past 12 months have gone, it's going to be a twist and a turn and needing to pivot quickly and make sure that whatever you have, whatever documents you have support you and protect you for all of these unforeseen risks and the new way that we're providing services. And just like the, the general principle that I hope all the listeners can just take away is that you want your legal documents to reflect the type of relationships that you want to have. Mm -hmm. And because the way that we're offering our services have changed so much, and because the way that the, the, the way that we are in, are interacting in our relationships is changing so much. We need to make sure that those documents catch up to the relationships we want to have. And like, however quickly it is that it changes about communicable diseases or being shut down or being open or limited spaces or whatever it is, you just, you want to, you want to have, yeah, you want to have policies and documents in place to capture each of that. Sure. Um, I guess, lastly, I just ask, you know, does it, the the guidance uh, around the COVID piece has been all over the board across the country, much of the country in the U.S. Um, does that affect how people approach these types of documents? Um, you know, if, if they're living in Florida where regulations and guidelines are, say, not as, as stringent uh, versus another state where maybe they are, um, does that affect, you know, how you would address this for a, for a client? Yeah, it, the, the first thing always, and, and look, in coming back to the big picture, remember, you, you know, you asked about, okay, for a, for a, a studio owner, what are the, what are the most important things, um, 
to be aware of or what are the biggest risks and i and i mentioned negligence mm -hmm. and the the big the most the easiest way to be negligent is not following the rules that are in place in your particular municipality or state or wherever that is sure so the golden rule is first like get informed about what the rules are around reopening and capacity and all of these right all of those sorts of things and so while the specific while the specifics vary on a jurisdiction to jurisdiction basis what i've seen is that clients clients who we work with even though they're all over the world really um they're it's still important to have the the very very basic structures in place and and have the appropriate documents in place and and the the cool thing about for us as a law firm is like we just see everyone going through the same problems so let's say i'm a studio owner in um i'm in alaska right okay so you're you're you don't have a great concept of the law. You don't really know what you need. You don't know what the big issues for the industry are. And the cool thing of what we do is like, because all of our clients do the same thing and we've been through this literally hundreds of times, we know the different documents that need to be in place and what needs to be included in those particular documents. When it comes to, and, and like the asterisk beside that is just make sure that the, the first rule is follow your municipal and state guidelines because yeah you 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 can't you can't overtly break those rules but make sure that you follow those rules and then also have all of the other aspects for the relationship that you need to protect yourself in your business wonderful corey thank you so much uh, for taking the time this is all great information for our audience um and i want to let them know too that you know uh we're hoping to feature a column by you with just sort of some of the basics on on what we talked about here so um, and we'll also include your email if they have questions. Cool. That's awesome, Andy. Thanks for having me and um, sending all my best. Thanks so much. Welcome back to the show. As Andy mentioned near the end there, you can check out Corey's piece on the legal essentials for gym owners in 2021 in the April issue of Athletic Business. We'll include a link to the online story in our show notes. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Athletic Business Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a rating or review or recommend it to a colleague. Until next time, take it easy.